This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Culture State Saturday. So former Carolina Panthers head coach John Fox is on staff. As a consultant with the Indianapolis Colts, he was not selected as the interim head coach for the Indianapolis Colts. Now, I'm actually curious uh, on, on, a, on, a, on a Saturday morning how John Fox feels about a guy named Saturday being named the head coach. I, I'm actually curious. Uh, uh, John, Johnny Fox, I know it's Saturday mornings. I know I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in touch with Matt Rule here for a bit. But, but how are you feeling? About this hire, well, we have John Fox. First of all, Denny, Denny, good to have. Uh, thanks for having me on here. It's been a long week here for me in Indy. There's a guy named Saturday now coaching on Sundays when I was on the staff already. It's ridiculous. I don't understand it. I was there consulting, and I was consulting and consulting on stuff and doing a lot of a lot of con- a lot of consulting work. Yeah, consulting. I was consulting. Yes. Sir. It's Maddie here. Well, yeah, you know, we have John yeah. Fox and Matt Rule. Yeah, yeah, we do. It's you know, it, oh, here's yeah. the thing. You know, you know, Foxy and I. You know, we have this we have this former Carolina Panthers head coach. You know, brunch that we do on Saturday mornings. Generally, you know, we have pancakes <laughs> on occasion. You know, we like to stack things up every once in a while. You know, we're, we're still looking for George Seifer, but you know, at the end of the, at the end of the day, you know, I, I really am curious, Foxy. I mean, you, you, do you hate everything Saturday right now? Because last time I checked, Saturday morning cartoons are elite. Jeff Saturday belongs on Sundays. Matt Rule belongs on Saturdays. It's just so confusing right now. Hey, here's the thing, too. Why do you need me as a consultant on a staff when you had Carson Wentz last year? You needed What kind of consultant do you need to know that guy was going to ruin your whole career? My Lord Almighty. Having Carson Wentz on your team the year before, you know, that's kind of like having, uh, I don't know, for example, uh, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, you know what I mean? Or uh, let's say, uh, Baker Mayfield, that's another, uh, Sam Darnold. Any of those guys on your team, you're doing radio on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Foxy, you know, when I, when I look at these situations, you know, I look and see, like, you know, I was available. You know, you, you're not going to consult each other. You know, at the end of the day, you're not going to have done a really good job, I think, you know, the Indianapolis Colts because, you know, here's the well, thing. Well, you know, at the, I, end, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we all have to check the tape and realize it is what it is, right? Exactly. It is what it is at the end of the day. You know, if we, if we do go back and we do check the tape, you know, you mentioned that, you know, maybe you have success on Saturday. I know you hate things Saturday, but I know about Saturday success. And I think, honestly, at the end of the day, you know, you know a good Good friend Chris over here here on Culture State. Where the what's hey, uh, hey, Coach Rule, I found a spot for you on TV right now. I believe this big noon kickoff show is your future right here next to Urban Meyer. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, Urban Meyer's had a lot of success on Saturdays. I, I, I have a quick question because you know it's, it's very rare that you have access to legendary coaches like John Fox and Matt Rule. Mm-hmm. So I just want to uh, ask you guys like a quick question, um, just a, just a quick answer from both of you. What is your best go-to play? As a head coach, oh, that's easy for me. I love a good punt. I love a nice three and out, a nice three and out, a nice solid punt. Field position battle. That's that's a nice, a nice. Uh, I would love to coach a guy like Johnny Hecker, Johnny Boom Boom Hecker. That right there, to me, you give me the choice. Pat Mahomes, Johnny Hecker. 
That's not even close. You, you know, at the, end, your football game. Yeah, at the end, at the end of the day, Foxy, you know, I'm going to say that Johnny Hecker is is an elite punter. You know, <laughs> if you, you got to win special teams. There's always three oh, phases yeah. of football. Yeah, that's the thing. Anytime we go back and we check the table, you know, every time we won field position, because you know, at the end of the day, you know, all the times that we've had really good field position, we were able to set up our defense for success. We were Matt, able to do those things. We were actually able to win some football. Matt, games. can I, can I, can you answer the question directly though? What what is your go to play though? I, I got to go check the tape. Okay, thank you. Can I, can I interrupt as myself real quick here as I keep going? From <laughs> um, right, right now, right now, there's a guy that we all know. He drives in all cities. He listens to all shows. Talk sports guy right now. Oh, yeah. He's, talk sports guy. He he just had a heart attack behind the wheel. He doesn't know what's happening. He's Raleigh talk sports guy right now. Is He's calling he's calling bosses. He's calling advertisers. Yeah. Talk sports guy. We all have them. I think there might be one that you know in your area. Uh, we all have them. That this guy right yeah. now, this is his worst nightmare. Right yeah, that's the thing. Uh, this is Travis Hancock from WSNC. I was going to say, let's, let's reset right now. Eastern 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 <laughs> that, yes, that was John Fox and Matt Rule having a conversation. So, you know, obviously being passed over from being the cold tech coach. Uh, but, but uh, Travis, yeah, we do have that guy always floating around. That's why you and I have to be very careful in our text messages back and forth that we always talk sports because you never know who's listening and who's yeah. paying attention. Well, how about my favorite talk sports guy moment? It, it, it's a Hall of Fame worthy moment was okay we had multiple talk sports guys show up in march of 2020 through august um <laughs> talk sports guy showed up when there was no sport yeah, what's what's to discuss <laughs> back then I, 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 we were i mean yeah we were ranking like favorite lunch meat all right whatever it happened by the way hey i'm still number one but talk sports guy you if you're if you're complaining about no sports i talk about no sport talking no sports when there's no sports I don't know. Maybe you need a hobby. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Maybe you just need a little hobby every once in a while. Travis Hancock, WFNZ, joining us here on the East Route of the <laughs> Pocket Line. Travis, if I could be uh, a serious just for a second. Yeah, can we talk yeah. sports for a second? Jeez. <laughs> Bunch of jabronis. However, I will say that was hilarious. I, I wanted to tee you up really quick, and I, I'm glad that you got there. So uh, kudos to you. Um, you sound just yeah. like John Fox. <laughs> um, uh, well, I've had a lot. I've been doing it for – I've been doing it for uh, – you know, 15, 16 years. Imagine doing an impression when the guy's no longer there. Oh, by the way, hey, back. hey fake Matt, how are you doing over there, too? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's- what does the fox say? <laughs> yeah, wait, what does the fox say? <laughs> but I want to ask you a question really quick about the actual game from, from Thursday night um, because it, I, I was – I think it's amazing that when the Panthers kind of put their mind to something, mm-hmm. they actually try something out. Sometimes it, it seems like it actually works out. Why – couldn't the Panthers ever figure out how to make a second running back work with Christian McCaffrey so that you're not in a position to have him uh, out there getting hurt and that you wouldn't have to actually trade him because things are looking so bleak right now? Yeah, it's really weird how the run game got better when one of the best in the league is no longer there. I, I, I wish I had a better answer other than, you know, Foreman is running a different style. Foreman, you know, in terms of what he was asked to do, Early in the year, Foreman, you know, was getting one or two carries, and then that was it. Now Foreman's in the rhythm of the game. He's very good himself. He's also playing with a chip on his shoulder because Deontay Foreman, uh, his story and his journey is pretty wild in terms of what he's gone through. Lost his dad, was almost out of football. Very similar in a way to he saw his football life flash before his eyes, kind of like we've seen Dennis Smith Jr. with the Hornets where these guys had to adapt and change and just take an opportunity and run with it here in Charlotte. But, yeah, it is odd. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Matt Rule left, McCaffrey left, and all of a sudden they're back to a 
they're back to a Panther brand of football and not making jokes anymore, but that John Fox style, that Ron Rivera style yeah, mm-hmm. of running the ball, dominating both lines, defense. But then again, we're talking about Thursday, and they're fresh off a game on Sunday. Before that, that might have been one of their worst of all time. So we're talking <laughs> yeah. about Thursday and how they played, but yet we're, we can't ignore the fact that, that Sunday was like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Uh, it was horrible. <laughs> Uh, you knew it was going to be bad. You didn't know how bad it was going to be. Where's the twist here? The twist was there was no twist. That was horrible. But, yeah, so it's they play in te- uh, nine days against Baltimore now. How do you how do you analyze what team shows up? I, I have no idea, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's a big question moving forward. Travis Hancock joining us here on Heaster Automotive Group Hotline from WFNZ in Charlotte. You give him a follow at T-Bone WFNZ on Twitter. Yeah, I think that's a big question about this team going forward. Is really, who are they? Because, like yeah. you mentioned – just this past Sunday, they get blown out by the Bengals, and it's like, who are these dudes? And four days later, it looks like a completely different team. It looked a completely team. different team. I don't know if it was the all-black uniforms. I had no idea <laughs> what it was, but I don't know. To me, Travis, tell me I'm wrong. I have a theory, too, also. Go ahead. could also be that you know they had a chip on their shoulder from how they played on Sunday. And also, true. let's also keep in mind, Atlanta's not great either. That's also like, I know very that true. They're, they're, they're having a nice little year. We thought I, I thought they might be the worst in the league, to be honest with you. And they got off to a nice start. They're playing better than we thought. But, you know, it's not like they're playing the uh, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones Falcons either. Right. So are they starting to regress now a little bit? Because they're mm-hmm. not the best roster. So I'm not trying to take away from the Panthers' effort. But Panthers should have two wins over Atlanta in the last two weeks. Atlanta's also got a better record than we thought. But they could also start to go under two here a little bit. Am I wrong for saying I think it was bad that they won the game because I want a high draft pick? Am I wrong for thinking that? Uh, no, I mean, yeah, you're, you're right in one in one sense that, hey, they need to get a franchise quarterback. But think about it this way. Just because you pick one, two, or three doesn't guarantee that that exactly. guy's going to be True, you exactly. Pick. But you, it gives yourself exactly. a better chance. How about, how about this plan? All right, so maybe it's not Stroud or Young, but what if they pick, and who knows, if, what if they pick 9, 10, 11, 12? What if attended Hooker in the middle of the first round? Hey, you no, know, there's – I know you're you're yeah. for the three three six originally, as yeah. is Chris. I know you guys would have loved that for sure. Yeah. So I mean, you know, they could be in, they could be out of the range for Stroud or Young, but you know, what if they get in the range for I don't, I, we don't know, but Anthony Richardson or Hendon Hooker, middle of the first round. Like you can still find, look where Pat Mahomes was drafted. Look where some of these guys are picked. Like just because a guy's picked second or third doesn't guarantee that he's going to be great, and it doesn't guarantee that the guy picked twelve won't be a so. Or if you go back you know, to two thousand. When the Panthers like started off the year, what like like what one and six or whatever mm-hmm. it was, and they made a run towards yeah. the end of the year, uh, just missed the playoffs off of a field goal. And if they would have kept losing, they would have been in a running for Alex Smith. But they kept yeah. winning, and they ended up getting Thomas Davis. I think that is yeah. perfectly fine. There was that was one in seven, and uh, one in seven, and that's the year they played Atlanta at the end when Vic you know, levitated to the end zone. That's also the year <laughs> where Musin Muhammad just went bonkers for about nine weeks, and he had 1,600 yards and, like, 16 touchdowns, whatever the numbers were. But, yeah, that's a that's a good call. And I was saying that the other day, too. I wonder if this is kind of reminiscent of that, where, you know, they're dead and buried, and all of a sudden other guys, Harris Marshall, not that he's going to be moose, but these other guys step up, and you go, oh, okay, this is – they're playing – these guys are all playing for something now as opposed to just playing out the strength. Travis Hancock joining us right now on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. I'm Chris Lee. That is Dennis Cox. And you just brought something up that I think I want to talk about. So, Deontay Foreman on the bench under Matt Rule. Terrace Marshall on the bench under Matt Rule. Bradley Bozeman on the bench under Matt Rule. Mm-hmm. 
uh, all yep. guys that seem like they they could possibly help the the Panthers uh, not only win this year, but maybe if they're you know uh, if Foreman is extended, maybe even be contributors next year. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on some of these guys that are coming up and showing what they yeah. can do now that they have the opportunity? Uh, and, and now that certain people are out of the way for them to have that opportunity. Right. Well, a couple of those guys, Foreman had McCaffrey there, so it's kind of under they didn't play McCaffrey. We'd say, oh, my God. So now, now he gets the opportunity. He's making the most of it. Bozeman got injured right before the season. That didn't help, although I don't know why he was in a camp battle anyway. I thought he was better yeah. than Elfline, but right. that's a mistake. And Terrace Marshall Jr.'s problem was, I think, was, his, was himself to some degree. His body last year just broke down repeatedly. This year in camp, he was hurt. So I don't know if Terrace Marshall – is a Matt Rule issue. That might be a Robbie Anderson problem, mm. that, that Robbie Anderson was taking some reps. And, by the way, Robbie Anderson, I think, has negative receiving yards right now since he left here. I think he's got at minus four the other day. <laughs> so, Robbie's actually somehow going backwards in Arizona. But, yeah, oh. you're right. The Bozeman's the one where I, I don't know why he didn't have that job the whole way through. That was a really good signing. He got some money. Right. And I don't, I don't know why Bozeman was in a battle. And you see, once Bozeman's gotten in there with Foreman – that power run game. Uh, by the way, Bradley Bozeman here in Charlotte, uh, one of the great humans of all time. I mean, this man is – I, 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 like, I don't know why I'm talking like Matt Rule all of a sudden, but <laughs> <laughs> this guy, I mean, he's not only, he's not only a model at the other day, he's also like – he's a humanitarian. This guy is – we could all strive to be this guy when we grow up. Oh, my goodness gracious. That's Travis Hancock, WFNZ, joining us here in the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. All right, we got one minute left here. We're going to ask you this one final question because you do cover the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, why do they stink? <laughs> it's like Bobcat well, days. Yeah, well, the, the Stars um, have aligned, but they've aligned on the bench. They're not aligning on the court right now. Look, they've lost uh, five games this year to Orlando, to Sacramento, to Washington, to Brooklyn and to Portland, where those teams are all missing one, two, or three starters in the game. So I know that they're missing Hayward and Mello, and that's massively huge mm-hmm. for, for, for their offense. But also, like, you didn't play against Bradley Beal. You didn't play against De'Aaron Fox. Orlando had no guards on the team. They played <laughs> six, ten guys. You lost to Brooklyn in the, all their drama. So, yeah, I understand that those guys are highly important. But you've lost games to teams that you should beat kind of anyway. I, they, they, they're stacking up the losses. It's bad. Uh, and by the time these guys get back, uh, they're going to be uh, – they're already, they're already last in the East. And you know how the East is. Once you get buried kind of below, are they good enough to go on a run of like 9 out of 10 or 10 out of 11 at some point to jump up? I don't know. It feels like it's already the makings of what seems to be a lost season. And then the Bridges thing – Looms large uh, that's over that's the exactly team. what yeah. I was going to bring up. I was, I was going to say like we we have to talk about Miles Bridges also not being there as well. Keep going. Yeah, that's, that's Keep from a basketball standpoint, they can't get out. And the combination of Melo and Bridges not being there drastically, of course, hurts the offense. But that's that's Bridges' mistake. I, 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 we're all a little stunned right now. Yeah. That we sit here when November twelfth, right? November twelfth. Uh, the projected mellow return, we thought, from doctors on Twitter. <laughs> I know, doctors on Twitter, but yes. it was actually a medical professional. It was supposed to be probably around November 1st or 2nd was the projected kind of high ankle sprain date for when they thought he might be back. So, uh, Rogier came back. Uh, now that it was Tony Martin, four to six weeks as well, by the way, uh, knee surgery. Uh, you just wonder, like, um, are they going to be just too far gone by the time these guys even get back? 
Just got to hope for Victor Wembenyama. That's really all you can hold off for. Travis Hancock, WFNZ. Give him a follow at T-Bone WFNZ on Twitter. Travis, thanks for your time, my man. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much. I'm a big fan of uh, Dudley Boy Radio. No, thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. Yes. Thank you, sir. We'll uh, want to put get somebody. Get the table. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We will get the tables. We're going to get the tables after Graham hits us with this update. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Culture State Saturday. Now, we have fun about John Fox not being hired as the interim head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, even though he's a consultant and is on staff there. So a lot of people this whole week have been questioning the decision by Jim Ursay to hire Jeff Saturday, former UNC player, as their interim head coach, who had zero experience. Congrats, you coached high school football for three years. Yay. Congratulations. Are we that surprised that yes. somebody – with this level of inexperience, jumping the line for a job, this ain't the only profession where this happens. Are we that surprised by this okay. happening? So, all right, let's 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 do this. Let's separate. I can it. say from personal standpoints how it has happened. It's happened to me. Let's separate it a little bit. So, like Tom Brady immediately getting that huge. Well, he's going to get paid like forty-five million a year. Some, when, whenever he's like done, that. when he's broadcasting to, to call games for Fox. Yep. Um, that's typically a job where you go through your paces, you sl- you slug it out, and then you finally make your break and you get there. So Tom Brady's jumping people in a line. But Tom Brady is the GOAT, and he knows what he's talking about. All he has to do is to yeah. analyze why this play worked, why it didn't work. Okay, well, here's the thing. NBC tried to do that with Drew Brees, right, who's one of the best cut ever. Him. Cut yeah, him. and he stunk. He Cut him. And he stunk. But – at least you're you're gonna take the you, you take the the chance on it because those guys are supposed to know what they're talking about. Jeff Saturday has played a high level of football, but I think coaching is very much so different than anything else. It's totally different. Coaching you need to have uh, that experience, especially on a high level of coaching. Okay, you coach high school football, good job, you know, but you, you should have at least had something on high level football squad or something in the NFL Mm -hmm. before getting that. So I am surprised because I thought that coaching was at least respected enough to say, like, if this guy's had a couple years on a a major staff, then he has a chance. You could have picked Reggie Wayne. Who's on your staff. To do the same thing because Reggie Wayne is one of the best uh, wide receivers you ever had for that organization currently on your staff. Yeah. Who knows what it's like to to bring out Colts football? So why wasn't he considered? Mm-hmm. So I think that it is head scratching for me because I think coaching is different. Like other things, when you have like me, I jumped into television from radio, but I had the radio experience well, in okay. that same market in Greensboro. I did radio and print in that market, and that's how I was hired in television. I didn't have to go to Market Two Hundred. Well, here's some the- people were upset about that, but I still had experience in that market for a major publication, and for the best radio station in that market. You know what I'm saying? Well, okay, well, here's the thing as well. It's not like you went straight from being like, all right, we're going to take you with no experience. Here you are 11 o'clock doing sports or or a lead anchor role at 11 p.m. in a a prime slot. You started where? 
doing traffic part-time, right? Yeah. Mostly weekend stuff. Yeah. Okay, so you started down low. It was during low. a week. It was during a week. Or during yeah. a week. But, yeah, but you started down low, part-time, getting some airtime, and you worked your way up. Yeah. You didn't just get handed, hey, here's big-time spot right off the get-go with zero experience. My point is that you at least got into it first and worked your way into it. Right. So there's there's a difference in that. All right, but it's not the There's first. There's still some people who are mad that they had oh, to go to market I, 200 first. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> start off in the top 50 market. <laughs> trust me, I, I get that kind of stuff too. I Trust me, I understand yeah. that. But it, it's not the first time that we've seen somebody just get bumped up right. all of a sudden because there are tons of people, and a lot of people out there can relate to this in their professions. It happens in our profession, it happens in a, a lot of different industries where people bust their tails and grind. Just to try and get an opportunity. And really, I'm going to sound like William Wallace. Just one chance. Just one chance to say, all right, give me a chance to do that and let me show you what I can do. But I think what I'm saying is But they don't get it because they get jumped by somebody who doesn't have that experience. But sometimes in those, and I don't know, like we can't break down every single occurrence. Oh, I know. But but, a lot of times in those situations, the uh, the outside person brings in something new to the table. Maybe they don't have the the direct experience that this particular job calls for, mm-hmm. but they bring something else to the table, which is what they're considering. What different does does Jeff Saturday bring to the table that could make the Colts make a playoff run? Like I think coaching is is completely different. It's and, totally and that's why different. I think this this situation is a little different. I am shocked because. You just you can't do this. This isn't a move that you have that you should make. If if I'm another coach on that roster on that staff, I'm gonna be like, well, what am I busting my tail for? Right. You know, like right. wait, hold on. There's this Chase Frazier or Parks Frazier kid who is basically an intern, was an offensive assistant, quality control coach, something stupid like that. Oh, by the way, you're gonna call plays. There's receiver and tight end coaches and running back coaches, quarterback coaches, like. Give me a shot to call one place one time. Let me show you what I can do. I, that's the thing. If I'm on that staff, I'm ticked. And if I'm a player, I'm also wondering, like, are you actually giving us a chance to win? We need to respect coaching a little bit more. Exactly. I think that's just my takeaway for I it. Just, I think also respect the people who have been busting their tails to get what they want or to earn that opportunity. We have some unsolicited advice next. Culture State Saturday. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at thedesignery.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.